0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: So she's like, okay, you can stay up, but the moment it ends, you're going to bed.
2: Joke's on (laughs) you, (laughs) Mark.
3: Careful what you wish for. (laughs)
1: I'm Ghost Mike Toscano, and I'm going to tell you the story of the 2008-2009 Yukon Huskies. Well, let me start by saying this team was, is, in my opinion, the second best Yukon team ever. And that's saying a lot coming from a program with four national championships. Uh, you know, older fans might argue for teams in the 90s, but I wasn't around for those. This team, we knew going in that this team was absolutely loaded. They had Hushin to beat. He was looking like a top draft pick. He ended up winning National Defensive Player of the Year and I believe Co-Biggie's Player of the Year. I think he shared it with DeWan Blair. Uh, they had A.J. Price, Jerome Dyson, Jeff Adrian. All those guys went to the NBA. Uh, Craig Austri, uh insanely athletic Stanley Robinson, and uh, and a freshman point guard. You may have heard of him, Kemba Walker. Who? Hmm. Yeah. You've heard of him. <laughs> uh, they they had really high expectations coming into this season. They were they opened up number two in the country, mine, North Carolina, Tyler Hansborough and those guys.
3: Blood <laughs> streaming
1: down his face. And <laughs> uh, they were UConn was a popular pick to win. Uh by a lot of analysts, not all of them. And they'd have to earn it because the Big East was, the top of the Big East anyway, was absolutely loaded that year. It wasn't quite 2011 levels of loaded where they had 11 out of 15 teams or 16 teams make it. But uh, Louisville and Pittsburgh also started in the top five. Uh, Villanova made the final four that year. Syracuse had a good team, Marquette had a good team. It was a it was a gauntlet.
3: What were your feelings going into the season? I was I thought they were a little bit high.
1: I knew they were I knew they were a good team. I wasn't totally sold on them because 2008 sort of ended in disappointment. They started out really slow. They won like a big Indiana game in January and they got really hot and sort of crashed out at the end. They got off they got a four seed and they lost to uh who they was it San Diego or something. San Francisco, San Diego, something like that. Uh sounds right. And like it just ended really suddenly. And you know, the knock against this group of guys, they came in they came on the campus in two thousand six. Uh two thousand six was the year of the George Mason run or the year Year UConn lost to George Mason. Uh, that's still a sore topic for any Dude, UConn fan. But I forgot, I forgot you guys um, were
2: part of that uh, <laughs> that scene. It's
1: forbidden words on UConn Twitter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was Denim Brown, Rudy Gay, all those guys. They uh, they left campus after 2006, and this group came in. Or most of them came in and around fall of that year. In 2007, they got they got their they got their butts beat. They weren't they weren't ready. They were too young. They were still developing. Whatever. Uh, 2008, uh, you start to see the growth and you start to think maybe 2009 could be something special.
2: So you know, like they they have a chance to be good, but. Recent history, you know, let's temper some expectations here.
1: Absolutely, because they they had sort of a problem winning big games. They didn't. They hadn't won a Big East tournament game. Uh, I think they lost to Syracuse in the Big East tournament like three years in a row. Uh, they had trouble against ranked teams. So I was optimistic, but I wasn't quite thinking number two in the
3: country yet. Stanley Robinson. I think he got kicked off the team for a bit.
1: Yeah, you gotta remember, I was like ten years old at this time, oh, so yeah. I don't really, have, <laughs> I don't have intimate knowledge of how things worked back then. But I do know he, I do know he was away from the team for a while, and they had a really short rotation. So, uh, uh, but I know he was there for, I know he was there down the stretch. Rest in peace, Stanley Robinson. By the way, it's. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wish you kind of went on But anyway, Jim Calhoun was uh Jim Calhoun was starting to show some health problems at this point. Uh he didn't start missing games until the next year, but you could tell he, he was still a great coach, but you could tell he would he wouldn't last more than a few more years. So uh there was a there was a bit of urgency coming into this season too. And I always I always like to say that a team in a fan base adopt the attitude of a coach. And that was certainly true with this team. Jim Calhoun always coached like he had a chip on his shoulder, like he had something to prove. Mm-hmm. And this team had something to prove, so it was a perfect match. They uh they did some things early on that really proved proved themselves to me at least and I think to a lot of the rest of the country. Uh, this season is best known for the six overtime game and uh the final four Against Michigan State, which admittedly is the only time I've cried over a basketball game, <laughs> and but there's a lot,
2: there's a lot more to that journey. We'll kick things off here with big matchup against uh, against Western Carolina to start the year. Were you nervous going into it? <laughs> yeah,
1: man, I was. Uh, Jim Calhoun's legacy was on the line.
2: Uh, <laughs> Uh, that would have been the first time you cried.
1: That may have been the first time I punched a hole in my wall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One or the other.
1: <laughs> yeah, they come in. You know, they steamroll the first two opponents. We go to the Virgin Islands for Paradise Jam. So I don't, I don't have much recollection of watching uh, Paradise Jam on TV, and I don't know if it's because it like wasn't on linear television because a lot of early season tournaments back then weren't weren't on TV. Mm. And there was no streaming, so it was like what what's there is what you got. Uh, but they as I recall, they thoroughly outclassed their competition when they went there. They uh, played LaSalle and uh and then two ranked teams in Miami and Wisconsin. Against Miami, I think Hashim to be went off for like for like twenty and fourteen rebounds uh Dyson put up twenty in the title game they they uh they flexed their muscles a bit and that was that was what I was hoping for they uh it confirmed a lot of people's view on them but i wasn't I wasn't entirely convinced
2: but it was a positive sign.
3: A good feeling going into the rest of the non-con, which is good.
2: Yeah. It's confirmed. Okay, we are a good team. Let's let's see if we can be great.
3: Yeah,
1: and let's not let's not slip up the rest of the way here. This was a good experience for the guys at think. So the other thing they did to prove themselves to me was uh came a, came a couple weeks later. But before before I go to that, I want to talk about uh a certain road game they played in early December. I don't know. I don't know why they were playing at Buffalo. I don't know. I don't know how that came to be, but they were. Uh, It was a really weird game. They gave us a legitimate scare. I think they. I think they led in the second half. Uh, they like, machine machine to beat went off for like, twenty and eighteen rebounds, and they needed every bit of it. But what I didn't count on was a thunderstorm rolling through my town that night. And a tree fell directly on the power lines outside my house. <laughs> About five minutes left.
3: No, no, no.
2: <laughs> The game was tied. It <laughs> I didn't, it's brutal. I, didn't, I had no idea. <laughs>
1: uh, my entire neighborhood was out. I couldn't. I didn't have a smartphone at the time, so I couldn't check the score. <laughs> it was a. It was a nightmare. <laughs> 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 Whoops. And so uh, they got they got somebody out there surprisingly quickly and they fixed it in about fixed it about two hours but uh, as soon as they did I uh, I went to the TV I <laughs> and I'm like I'm like watching the bottom line of ESPN yeah. like fuck it I see Yukon uh, sixty eight Buffalo sixty four I'm like okay done <laughs> never, never never thinking of that game again. Yes. To this day, I have no idea how that game ended. <laughs> <laughs> At least I yeah, I've never seen highlights. This is the first time I've spoken of it. I've spoken of it since that night.
3: At least it so, was. Well, it. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah, but uh, not long later was uh, the Gonzaga game. The it was the battle in Seattle, and that was one of my favorite things to watch. And I wish they would do that for the Great Alaska Shootout. Just a side note. Yeah. Uh but anyway this was a top ten matchup and i I was not feeling good about this at all we played we played Gonzaga in Boston the year before it is didn't go so well uh, and i knew I knew they were a good team they had like they had like Jeremy Pargo at Point guard I, don't, I, don't, I think this was after Adam Morrison, but they were still a really good team. It was back and forth in the first half they you kinda of went down eleven in the second half. I almost turned the game off. <laughs> but like over three minutes, the lead the lead shrinks all the way back down to three. And it kind of just stays there until, until like 30 seconds left. Uh AJ Price gets the ball and he's he gets at the top of the key and dumps it off. Craig Austrie takes a three. Misses badly, but it's a long rebound. And Jerome Dyson gets the rebound. He kicks it out, and time kind of time kind of slowed down for me because I'm looking ar- I'm looking around like I'm not even sure to be it was on the floor. And AJ Price goes up for what looks like a terrible shot, and it just by the grace of God it went in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it in. No, 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 yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: It's like when you accidentally hit the shot button in NBA 2K and it goes in. <laughs> it's, that's what awesome. it felt like to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Gus Johnson's on the call and he's going crazy. Oh. It's just, it's a whole scene. And they miss the shot. They miss the shot on the other end. It goes to overtime. Uh, you UConn pulled you can away despite uh hashim to beat technical that got him fouled out at the very beginning i was like pulling pull my hair out at that point but <laughs> <laughs> they they managed they managed to win that game it's uh we see that highlight in yukon hype videos all the time nowadays
2: what was the technical floor was it did he get his money's worth uh,
1: i think he was i think he was hanging on the rim and because I think he went up for a dunk, like, 20 seconds into overtime. And then, like, he got technical, and that was his fifth foul. So he's, he starts yelling at the ref because he's got nothing
2: to lose anyway. Right. What are you going to do? Foul <laughs> me out again? <laughs> <laughs> he was fun to watch. He was incredibly fun to watch.
1: He was, in a lot of ways, the spiritual successor to Emeka Okra before.
4: <laughs>
1: that game sort of convinced me in a lot of ways. I was like, okay, we could we could do something here. You can hang with the big dogs. We can hang with the big dogs. Like I thought, I thought Gonzaga was a Final Four contender. I don't think they ended up being that, but uh, it was. Yeah, I was like, I was I was all the way in at this point, all the way in the hype train. Their next, well, their next game was Fairfield, but we don't need to talk about that. They start out conference play with Georgetown. And uh, Georgetown didn't end up being that good this year. But at this time, they were ranked uh, 10 or 11th. I don't remember exactly which. But UConn just came out completely sluggish. It was it was uh, probably one of their worst performances of this season. And, you know, they, I felt like they were due for a loss at that point. So I wasn't too upset about it. But looking back, it's part of... A really annoying trend where I don't I don't know if there's some to it or why it happens, but they always lose their first conference game, hmm. like almost every year without fail. I saw a stat recently. I think it was like I think it was like six and seventeen in their last twenty three or something like something along those lines.
2: Okay, and it's carried over from uh, Calhoun to to Hurley.
1: It carried over from Calhoun to Ollie to Hurley from right, the well, old Big East yeah. to from the Old Biggies to the American <laughs> to the New Big
2: East I, I would say that's more impressive than winning your conference the first game of every conference. <laughs> I would disagree with that
1: <laughs> 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 uh, it just kind of sucked it was at home but Again, I felt like they were kind of due for a loss.
2: And and fortunately you had Rutgers on the schedule next, so get right game right away.
1: <laughs> back then Rutgers well not so much now, but back then Rutgers was just uh there with the DePaul's and South Florida's of the world. <laughs> Gotta miss the old big east. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh the next the next real game we played was West Virginia. And Uh, I don't have a lot to say about that game, but I affectionately call it the Jeff Adrian game. Uh, It's the game where Jeff Adrian became my favorite player. Uh, He just, uh, he put up, he put up 13 points in the second half. Uh, It was like tied at halftime and they won by five or something. It was, uh, he, he was the spark they needed. And it ignited the machine within this team. It's, uh, they, from that game, they won the next 11 games by like an average of 15 points. They just, they would go in there and absolutely like stuff teams' heads in the toilet. They would walk in like they owned the place.
3: Yeah, none none of these are really that close. I mean, a Villanova game was close, six point game. Uh, Notre Dame game was sort of close, but fuck Notre Dame.
1: Notre Dame, they had College Game Day in town for that game. We just oh, nice. We walked in. We walked in there like the Kings we were, and just it like it was. I think it was an eight point final, but it wasn't that close. <laughs> I went to two games that year. The two home games that year. One of them was the Villanova game. Uh AJ Price scored like thirty points and uh it ended up being kind of close. When I think about when I think about Notre Dame, I just think about Ben Hansborough. Tyler's less talented brother who stole the Big East player of the year away from Kemba Walker in twenty
3: eleven. Was that was twenty eleven the I, year that Kemba went on that like run in the Big East tournament? It sure was. Wow, that's criminal.
2: That is and criminal.
1: He won because uh a certain coach in Cincinnati, uh, Mick Cronin, he oh. he was still salty that Kemba Walker chose UConn over Cincinnati, oh.
3: so he didn't vote
1: for him up for Big East Player of the Year. Oh my God! And we've held a grudge. We've held a grudge. We've held a grudge against old Mick ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that Louisville game it was on the road. UConn just rose to number one in the polls. Uh, I think this was a Monday or Tuesday game they were they were slight underdogs. They went in there and dominated from start to finish. It was like, it was the most complete, like work of art kind of game that I've ever seen out of this program. And they had like four guys in double figures. It was just a complete performance. And I went to bed that night seeing visions of national championships. <laughs> yeah. That's Rick Pitino's Louisville too. And that's when he he really had them running. Right, the level of coaching in that league was unbelievable. You had Calhoun, Beheim, Rick Pitino, Bob Huggins, uh, Jay Wright. So just, you write, go down the list. So many guys.
2: Yeah, Mick Cronin. There you
1: go. I'm not putting him in that echelon. <laughs> <laughs> Never dare put Mick Cronin in the same sentence as Jim Taylor, <laughs> Yeah, Jamie Dixon too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's one of my favorite regular season games ever. Uh, the other one, the other one is definitely not one of my favorite regular season games ever. It's the the Syracuse game at at, uh, at home. We, in my opinion, this game had a bigger impact on the season than the six overtime game. Six overtimes remembered, but this was. This was the Jerome Dyson injury game. Oh, this was uh, Jerome Dyson. He's takes a takes a spill on the floor, collides with a Syracuse guy. His men, his meniscus goes out. He's gone. Mm. And when I tell you it was, it was a party atmosphere in the building before that. It was, it was, it went from that to like a funeral in in a very short time. It was haunting. It, uh, yeah, it sucked the air out of the building. I barely remember the rest of that game. I know we won pretty easily, but, uh, like, the whole whole season suddenly had a different outlook because the guys, I mean, you still had a lot of talent on that roster, uh, but from my perspective there, it's like you got to start playing with a shorter rotation, and it sort of hurts morale, so. Puts more on the shoulders of Kemba who you know wasn't Kemba yet, but yeah, Kemba was a five star freshman. We knew he was really good, but he couldn't bear that load yet.
3: Going forward, who like garnered additional playing time to kind of cover that? Greg Austri stepped in there a
1: lot. Yeah. Um they play yeah, they play AJ Price next to Austri. Um a lot of a lot of Jeff Adrian, like a lot of a lot of big lineups and uh well they they adapted, they changed their style a little bit, and they were still imposing, they were still talented it was just it just felt a little different after that, and the floor spacing's a little bit off, it's just a little bit different, and we still had uh we still had Pittsburgh on the schedule twice who was looking like a monster, yeah, and they uh yeah, they proved to be a monster <laughs> uh Dewan Blair, Sam young. Those guys were, those guys absolutely, <laughs> awesome. I like to say they made their, they made their NBA money in the in that, in those games. <laughs> <laughs> because Hashim, to be, he ended up being, he ended up being one of the bigger, you know, draft busts of all time, but yeah. he, he was still looked at as like a dominant force. He was the number two pick in the draft, I think. This isn't nobody that they're, that, like Dewan Blair is going up against him. Mhm. Yeah, those those two games were basically carbon copies of each other against Pittsburgh. Uh relatively close. Uh, to be kind of to be kind of disappeared and it just Pittsburgh was too tough. It was a bad matchup.
4: But uh
1: they you know, they close out the regular season. Uh, Calhoun got his 800th win against Marquette. So that was kind of a celebration and they finished, I believe 27 and 3, 28 and 3, 15 yeah. and 3 in the Big East. I think that was 3rd.
3: That sounds right.
1: It's their best I, th- I believe that's. Um, the best they've done in a long time, because they don't they don't win the regular season championship a lot seed heading into the Big East tournament and yeah I was relatively confident despite you know no Jerome Dyson I think we all were uh we we obviously drew Syracuse in the quarterfinal and I remember my my parents being nervous about it uh they they never liked playing Syracuse and they had beaten us they'd beaten us a few years in a row in the Big East tournament uh, one was a buzzer beater in two thousand six that really really sucked. That was one of the first games I ever watched for UConn. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a what a start, you know? Buzzer beater in Syracuse, lose to George Mason. <laughs> I've got I've got two titles though, so who am I to complain? <laughs> um, anyway. uh, so I'm. I'm 10 years old at the time. I'm still in elementary school. I beg my mom to let me to let me stay awake for this game because it's, you know, it's such a huge game. It's school night. So she's like, okay, you can stay up, but the moment it ends, you're going to bed.
2: Jokes <laughs> on <laughs> you, mom. Cool.
3: <laughs> Careful what you wish for.
2: <laughs> that spelling test. Okay. Uh, I, I don't care about that tomorrow. <laughs> I yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh the game I don't remember much about regulation to be honest with you. I I know it was a back and forth game. Uh, god, I, I hated that Syracuse team. They had they had <laughs> Johnny Glenn, Eric Dievendorf. oh god. And, uh, I think Wesley Johnson. They were like I swear to you, they weren't that good, but they were. Um, I can't tell you how much, much joy it brings me that Johnny Flynn is remembered for nothing else than being the guy drafted right before Steph Curry.
3: Right.
2: <laughs>
1: and that that warms my heart a little bit.
2: Yeah, where's he now? Who knows? <laughs> Buried it somewhere in. The... Syracuse, not buried, buried, but you know, just living life in Syracuse, New York. Be careful talking about killing
1: people around Jim Beheim. That's
3: a touchy <laughs> okay, <I gotta> <laughs> subject. That's out loud. <laughs> easy, easy target. My God, that might be a forte. Say, but uh, I don't really care. Uh,
1: anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, Johnny Flynn, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, let's let's, let's move <laughs> <off> to that.
1: <laughs> so so anyway, so Yukon was UConn was like dead to rights with four minutes left. Uh, they were down they were down seven, and I was like I was getting ready to go to bed. Like my mom was my mom was telling me to shut off the TV. I was like, no, no, let me no, just... No. Let me we, we had a deal, deal Bob. We had a yeah, deal, had a deal. <laughs> until, the fighter, until the final buzzer sounds.
4: I'm, I'm staying I'm yeah. up.
1: I've never been awake past 10.30 in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yukon makes a run and they get the ball down two. And they're going up. I think Tabit misses a shot. Somebody somebody else misses a shot, and Kemba Walker of all people comes flying in for the rebound and ties the game with like a second left. Oh man! I was like, "Yeah, let's go!" And i was going that. And, and my my mom's already gone to bed at this point, and
2: yeah, and she's right. watching it, over, so. And at this point, and and with that, except I me, mean, you're in no condition to even think about that.
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely! You're too wide right away. Too yeah. wide. Adrenaline pumping through your veins.
2: I've
1: had, I've had my dad uh, ground me before for being being too loud after, after the uh, after the Big East tournament. A couple years later. (laughs) (laughs) What can I what can I say? I'm a college basketball sicko. You caught me. That's
3: perfectly
1: okay. Anyway, we go we go to overtime first overtime UConn Yukon jumps out ahead uh all I all I remember about, all I remember specifically about that game is that Yukon was up by two possessions I think in every overtime except the sixth one they they always had the lead they were like a minute away from winning the game some Syracuse BS happens. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but see Syracuse BS oh, yeah. happens. <laughs> Some fucking bullshit happens. Some <laughs> bullshit happens, and uh, Syracuse ties the game, and we'd always miss a shot at the buzzer to send it to another overtime. Some attempts were better than others. Uh, They had a chance to win after the first overtime. I think AJ Price missed a shot. The second overtime, I think it was Craig Austrey, or no, that was Kemba. Uh, third overtime, I don't, I don't, I don't remember who. I'm, Just I'm half, someone- I'm even <laughs> half awake. I'm even half awake at this point. <laughs> my heart's thumping. Like my brain and my heart are having an argument because <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling like hell to stay awake for this game.
2: <laughs> I'm ten, but is, am I having a heart attack? <laughs> You know what this is called? March. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh,
1: God. That was somewhere, no, that
4: somewhere John, John Rothstein is yeah, smiling.
1: <laughs> that was cheesy as hell. Anyway. <laughs> um, so the, the fourth overtime, I didn't mention that before. Uh, AJ Price puts up a bad shot. And uh, Syracuse is going the other way with numbers. I see, I see one of their guys get like two feet away from the basket, and like the buzzer's about to sound. I'm like on my I'm about to pull my hair out. Like it's it's game over. Somebody on UConn, I don't remember who, I think it might have been Stanley Robinson. He runs over, he hacks the Syracuse guy, like as clear a foul as you'll possibly see, and nothing's called. That's it's, just big youth basketball. This big boy basketball right here. The buzzer just sounds. Everyone's looking around. No foul. And I think in any other, I think in any other situation, Jim Beheim, the look on his face, I think he would have gotten, would have gotten himself thrown out of the game. Anyway, <laughs> the fifth overtime is the one that haunts me the most. It's uh, somebody, somebody puts up a bad shot, but Jeff Adrian gets the rebound, and he takes, he takes. A fade away from the baseline that I still think is going to drop every time I watch it. Like it, just, just the angle, the arc. It looked like it was going in. It just goes off the background sticks over time. By this point, it's like one in the morning, and I just, I say to myself, God, I just, I just want this game to end. <laughs> <laughs> well, fear not, ten-year-old. Because this game's about to end <laughs> syracuse just took the took the lead in the sixth overtime and never looked back like uh, uconn had four guys foul out uh aj price played about 60 minutes it, it just they had nothing left and uh the game finally ended i think syracuse won by 10 and it was 1 30 am i didn't even argue with my mom when
2: she told me to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, mom, I want to go to bed.
3: <laughs> I, I lead, lead the way.
2: Any recollection the next day at school? Like, were you, were, do you remember feeling especially tired? I had an asshole friend with a Syracuse shirt.
1: Just oh, rub it in fuck that guy. <laughs> I was like, fuck, fuck you, man.
2: <laughs> I bet he didn't even watch the game.
1: I bet you fell asleep when your mom told you to go to bed.
2: That's right. <laughs> He's not a real fan.
1: No. Uh, they never are.
2: No, definitely <laughs> not.
1: Yeah, that game, it's, I can appreciate it for what it was now. Uh, a Four-hour four basketball games don't come around very often. Or four hours, four and a half hours, I don't even know. But in the moment, it was like the worst thing in my life
2: with that being conference, you know, championship week, there was probably like a Pac-12 game that was supposed to be televised. <laughs> yeah. You know what you just did right there? You acted out the way Bill Walton was thinking that night. <laughs> 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 you gotta just
1: televise the conference at champion. Nobody, nobody cares about <laughs> <Kansas> Square Garden. <laughs>
3: um, so, w- what are you feeling going into, like, Selection Sunday? I mean, you don't, obviously, you don't get the automatic bid, but you know, very clear that you guys are going to get an at-large. Do you think the one seed is still in play, or do you think you might drop a seed or two? I thought we might drop because Syracuse
1: was, Syracuse was like 18 or something in that game. And uh, we, we, we'd been consistently on the one line in every bracketology. And I, I thought we might've, we might've been like the highest two, but I felt like I felt like a one seed was still where we'd end up, and I I believe we were the fourth one seed,
4: mm.
1: um, and that's I think that I think that was fair because it's one of the uh, our losses were uh, Georgetown you know whatever and two losses to another one seed and one of the most forgivable losses you could. Possibly yeah. dream up, yeah. Yeah, that's... but yeah, I, I was I was satisfied being being where we were. Um, it was I don't remember which region we were in, but I believe Memphis was the two seed. Uh, that was John Calipari's last year there, and uh, we had a pretty we had a pretty favorable draw. So we went into the tournament still feeling. It was more or less how we. It was more or less how we felt going into the Big East tournament. Like uh, we weren't ultra confident, but we felt like we felt like we could win it. And uh, the first three games, there was nothing really remarkable about those games because they just they just flat out dominated. I don't even know who they played in the first round, but it wasn't a game. Uh, they played Texas A and M the next game. Uh my dad and I were at a bar for that game and there was it was mostly UConn fans and there was a tiny section of AM fans in the corner who were just uh <laughs> they, were all they were all loud when they came in. They were pumping up we were booing them, they were hyping up the crowd and they just uh they, they kind of sat quietly and cried into their beers the whole night. Yeah.
3: Never never close.
1: <laughs> never, never even a contest. Then they played Purdue. Purdue was I believe a five seed, four or five seed. They were pretty good, but uh it was a team we knew we should beat. Uh, that was a game that was a game Craig Austri. Um Craig Austrie had had a bit of an up and down season, but he had he had a heck of a game that night. He had sixteen, seventeen points, uh gave us gave us a big shot whenever we needed it. And I recall that game. I recall that game being particularly close, either. Uh, I think think they won by 15 or so. And it was on. It was on to the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight was where where we really felt like our season began. Or well, if it, it felt we felt the pressure. Uh, let me put it that way. We felt the pressure because if, at this point, UConn had never lost a Final Four game. They were four and up. So. But the elite eight had been a bit of a like a bit of a mess for us because we could not stop losing in the elite eight before like before we won that championship we think i think in the nineties we lost there three times. It was the hope we could knock it over uh once was the dream season in nineteen ninety Christian Leitner beat us at the buzzer mm. another time was another time was. I think UCLA in '95, they they end up winning the title. Or I might be getting the years mixed up. This is a while back, but that like that UCLA team's one of the best teams ever, and we pushed them to the limit. And uh, I think '98 '98, they lost to Carolina in the Elite Eight. I think in Greensboro. So they the, the Elite Eight was a bit of a bit of a mess for us. We played. We played Missouri, who uh, their coach, I believe, was Mike Anderson. Who's <laughs> a, a lot of people learned the name Kemba Walker that day. He he scored. He came off the bench, played basically starter minutes, and he scored 23 points, had several really nice assists. He, if for a while the offense could not. The offense could not function. He kept, he kept the, he kept the heartbeat going. And it was, that was a tie game at halftime. Uh, Suddenly, or tie game at halftime? I'm not sure. It it was something like that. And suddenly everyone else starts hitting shots. Uh, AJ Price wakes up. All these other guys, they start pulling their weight and Kemba's kind of leading the charge. Missouri fought back a little bit, but UConn pulled away in the last eight nine minutes, and they ended up winning by like six six or seven.
2: I grew up from a Mizzou fan, and trying to remember which team exactly uh, what what that roster was, but I, I'm not uh, I'm not above admitting the better team won. Yeah, yeah, I, I
1: had a hard time. I had a hard time remembering who was on that Mizzou team too, but I remember remember I liked watching them that year, yeah, they were it. fun
2: to watch they're they're, yeah, they're a good team, but like the Carroll, obviously he was a beast that year, and then Kim English, he was a freshman, so I mean he wasn't a starter, he you know averaged I think six or seven points that year. Uh, but everyone else were, were more kind of like role players. It was like Leo Lyons, Zaire Taylor, uh, JT mm-hmm. Tiller, Marcus Denman, but he was a freshman too. He yeah. kind of came into his own a little later. I mean, tomorrow Carroll was the heart and soul of that team. Looking back, it makes sense that uh, that UConn, UConn beat them. <laughs> so, like, we're off to the Final
1: Four. Final Four is in Detroit. Uh, you know who we're playing in the Final Four? Michigan State. Yeah, that's tough. UConn historically has some awful luck with geography. Like where where they have to play teams, they always end up playing a road game in the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> they played, I think in the 90s, they played Florida in Miami. That UCLA game I brought up, they played them in Oakland. Uh, UNC was in Greensboro. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, even George Mason was in Washington DC. Um, <laughs> that's... <laughs> yeah. That's bad luck. But Jim Calhoun never used it as an excuse. He welcomed it. Uh he sort of coined the phrase Kings of the West when uh whenever they won like whenever they won like whenever they went out west to play whoever. Uh even in even in the twenty eleven year they played they had to play San Diego State and Arizona in freaking Anaheim. Oh wow. <laughs> but so anyway, we're playing Michigan State and Detroit. I, I know somebody who was there. It said they said they described it as 19 Spartan fans for every UConn fan. We're favored, but in hindsight, we really shouldn't have been. Uh, Michigan State had a really good team. They had uh Lucas and Lucius, who I always confused. Uh uh Darrell Summers, Draymond Green. Um, I think a freshman Draymond Green. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh
1: but yeah, they were a really good team. I knew it would be a battle going in. And so uh where I'm at, my sister always played always played in like soccer tournaments across the East Coast. Uh that weekend we were in or that. Whatever that day was. We, we were in Boston for one of her soccer tournaments. And uh, it was the evening. Everybody was out doing stuff, like getting dinner, going to some theme park that was nearby. Uh, everybody but me. Hold <laughs> up, pulled up wrapped, in, wrapped in a blanket, watching Yukon in my hotel room, because I'm an absolute <laughs> sick <man. laughs> I I was... Uh, I was a fan through and through even then um, so they start the game, Michigan state comes out firing the place is place is electric, but UConn Yukon survive, survives the initial onslaught, and they lead for most of the first half like i'm I'm feeling good, you know, my heart rates through the roof, but i'm feeling I'm feeling confident. it's just a question like. Uh, in my head, it's like, are we going to get enough scoring to get this done? Because you know, we you keep going back to Dyson being injured. Uh, can Price and Austria and those guys shoot well enough? We get we get to halftime. Michigan State had a little run at the end, so we're down two at halftime. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling sick to my stomach. I stood up and I paced through my hotel room. For the entire, the entire halftime period, because I could not sit down. <laughs> and <laughs> we we start the second half. Uh, it's a struggle. We we take the lead. We take the lead a few minutes in. They take it back. It's back and forth. Uh, at one point, I shouted really loud. I'm pretty sure I got a noise complaint from the people next door who were trying to sleep. Didn't matter to me. <laughs> About 10 minutes left. Darrell uh, Summers, he, he came off the bench for them, I believe. He hits a huge three. It, I, don't, I don't know what it was about that shot, but something, something flipped when that happened. And he, like, Sparty had the upper hand after that. And we were, we were chasing the game. Every time we get a big shot, like we could not get a stop on defense. And it was ironically, it was ironically the opposite of what I thought the problem would be. Like I worried about us getting enough scoring. We scored like 70-something points. We couldn't get a stop. They got on a run. They got on a run to get it to three points with about a minute left. Summers drives to the basket, uh, puts up a shot, gets fouled, it drops, the place goes crazy, and Like, they go up, they go up 6 and I can feel my heart shatter. Mm -hmm. It was like the realization hit me right then.
4: And it was
1: like Kemba went and missed a shot on the other end. And I like, that's it. It was waterworks time for me.
3: Yeah, was, was this the uh the game that you mentioned? Is the only college basketball game that's ever made you cry? That's
1: the one. Yeah. It's uh it's <laughs> uh they could I don't think they scored the rest of the game. They lost by nine points. Price shot twenty five percent to be was good but not like dominant like we needed him to be. and Kemba didn't have a very good game, so the bench didn't really give us anything. We were on a short rotation as it was. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it just came crashing down at the worst time. It's, it was, yeah. It, was, <laughs> it <laughs> is. Uh, I'm, o- I'm over it in the sense that I won't like get upset when <laughs> I think about it. Like enough that I could, enough that I could do this podcast. But you know, <laughs> uh, it's still. It still like haunts me. Before that game, they were joking that, um, if, uh, if they came back in Yukon, Yukon won, it would be like a, it would be like a party. I'd be blasting music and, and I'd, like have my shirt ripped off. I'd be, I'd be but if, uh, if Yukon lost, it would be like, it would be like that scene in Harry Potter where the housekeeping lady opens up the door, uh, like a, a wave, a wave of something hits her like <laughs> they just close It just closes like, I'll come back later. <laughs> I was kind of like, I was kind of just laying on the bed. I hadn't moved for like a half hour by the time they got home. <laughs> uh, and they, they knew what the result was, so they knew what they were walking back into. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So they left my food on the table next to me. Uh, they, they were all in. They were all in a good mood because they went to like. They, yeah, they, had, to a some, great, they
2: had a great night. <laughs> they, yeah, they
1: went to dinner. They went to. Uh, they went shopping at some at some like. Outlets or something. Yeah. And I got a (laughs) bunch of bags of new stuff. I'm sitting there like my world's crumbled. My world's crumbling. (laughs) (laughs) You have to laugh
3: because if you don't laugh, you're going to cry like I did. (laughs) Um... Do you think that uh, if you guys would have made it past Michigan State, you would have given UNC a better game than Sparty did?
4: That's a, that's a tough question. It's,
1: uh, without Dyson, I'm not sure that we would have. Like, I think, I think if we win that game, I think UNC wins anyway.
4: Yeah. I think,
1: yeah. they were just, um, they were just good. They were unbelievable. Yeah. I think if, I think if Dyson was there, maybe it's a different story, but in that, as that team was constructed, I don't think they would be, I don't think they were winning the whole thing. Yeah.
4: about that uh those
2: two technicals on uh Dan Hurley last week. Oh god, don't get me
3: started. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Who is wait, before before we close the door on UConn football. This is a dumb question, <laughs> but don't they have some like weird rivalry with some trophy? Is it the uh-huh. UCF, the, right? UCF. Yeah, UCF. <laughs> it's, uh, it's
4: called? Like the, the civil conflict. The civil conflict, or,
1: yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's the civil. It's the civil conflict where the FL and CT are capitalized. Oh my god! <laughs> when a reporter asked Jim Calhoun about, uh, he knows what I'm going to say. I hope it's what I think it is. Well, when a reporter number. asks. Asked right, asked Jim Calhoun about Ryan Gomes, and he goes on an epic rant, and he says, "I took, I took, I took who was it? Karan Butler
2: and mecha Okafor.
3: Yeah, I fucked I up.
2: Butler and Emeka Okafor. They're not bad. <laughs> I fucked up. You to I fucked up?" <laughs> I fucked up. Budget deficit, or whatever, and they're like, You're the highest paid yes, employee yes. of the state, or whatever. And he's just an immediate response <laughs> not, not a dime back, not a dime back, not a dime back. back. <laughs> back. should have not a dime back. That that's, I lied. That's, that's my, number 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 one. One. That's
1: my <laughs> number one. I lied, that's the best one. Yeah,
2: not a dime back.